Welcome to Talking in Stations, recorded live on Imperium News Twitch, uh, Saturdays, 1500 UTC. Uh, I am Matterall from Imperium News, also from Dice Corporation, NCDOT. And today, I'm very happy to have um, a rare appearance by my CEO, Lady Scarlet. How are you doing, Lady? I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, so rounding out the show today, we have Carneros. Good morning. Good morning. We have Dirk McGurk. Hey, what's going on? And Drayden. Yo, I'm alive. All right. Welcome, guys, and welcome, everybody. Um, Lady Scarlet has been playing this game for a long time, uh, probably uh, just after beta. And uh, what's interesting is that she's been playing it at kind of a high level for most of that time. And uh, she's uh, not only been the CEO for Destructive Influence Corporation, uh, which has a long history, but also uh, manages uh, managed the largest alliance in the game for a long time, which would have been a renter alliance. And we can get all get into all that kind of stuff in uh, in just a second. But first, I want to say hi to NASA, who is a courtmate of uh, of mine and uh, cuties or uh, Lady Scarlet. We call her cutie in the corp. Um, we're always thinking about him, and uh, we start the show by saying hello to him. Okay, Lady Scarlet, uh, can you tell me what Atuk is? Um, well, Atuk was a corporation that was started, remember right, around 2004, 2003, 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, its sole purpose was to be one of the best PvP alliance or corporation alliance were such a big thing. It focused mainly on PvP, griefing people. You're, you were griefers? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, we pretty much did anything and everything in the Yeah. And so took was Arcane Technologies Corporation. And, uh, yes. You guys were from different games, though. You came from a... What was the game you came from? I forget what it's... Do you remember what it's called? Well, to be honest, I couldn't tell you where most of them came from. I actually started from a game called Planetarian. Um, This was during EVE beta. Uh, A lot of people joined Xanadu. Then Xanadu, you know... A lot of people know um, started Fountain Alliance. They lived in it. They started Fountain Alliance? Yes, the original. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And so we actually started there um, as industrialists, uh, mission runners, um, uh, collecting loot for their spreadsheets, for their, their handouts. Um, that. And we broke off from them. We we made a little corp called Mace, and we started Rifters. And from there, we joined ATUK. Um, ATUK had already been formed um, from a, a corporation called um, Birmingham Technologies, which was um, completely indi- industry at that time. Yeah. Um, and so at some point, um, was it bef- when did you meet the goons for the first time, by the way? Because they're enemies for a long time. Was that um, when you were in ATIC or before or after? 
That would have been about the time um, the Five Alliance started. Um, Black Omega Security and ATUK and a few different um, corporations, if I remember right, this is a long time ago. Yeah. Um, we formed an alliance called the Five. Um, that's when um, the Something Awful group started to come into play. Uh, Suez had this little group of, of rifter guys that he wanted to use to uh, attack um, certain corporations that were in Bob. Um, that was his, his purpose at the time. And uh, ATUK was really good allies with Bob, um, going back to the original Great Northern War. And so it was kind of one of those things, not going to mess with them. They're our friends. And he had other agendas where all so, that whole goon stuff started to actually um, accumulate. So you were already a diplomat back when goons were being born, basically. Uh, uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> and you were, you were telling them, yeah, you can't attack Bob. Those are friends of ours. And why did you have leverage over Suez? Um, well, putting it into Eve politics, I guess, you have these groups of people who feel like they're kind of better than everybody else. Um, in this case, you could, you have your NCs, your PLs and your, your goon swarms back then you had like a took thought they were the, the NC or PL of the time and, and whatnot. And so we actually had a lot of, um, clout, I would say in the game. And so the egos were really high. And, and so <laughs> we pretty much, you know, we, we could dictate what we wanted at the time. Oh, so it wasn't like you were friends. It was more like, no, you're not doing this. <laughs> out pretty of much. Power. <laughs> <laughs> so that's interesting. And so, um, and, and when did you change a took, uh, arcane technologies into dice and why? Um, I can't remember no, exact. It's, it's been ten that, years. It's yeah, been 10 years. I mean, and a few concussions since then. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, we were there a couple years. I don't remember the exact amount of time, but uh, Noob Scripter was the the leader of ATUK, and um, he pretty much ran his course with the corporation. Did everything that he wanted to do, and he decided that he was done with Eve. And we were, you know, being more and more involved with um, Bob and, and, and their wars and, and whatnot. And so a lot of us that were in ATUK decided to uh, make a new corporation and we would follow the, uh, the alliance ways as opposed to the nomadic corporation ways. And so that's when ATUK or DICE was formed. We immediately joined Bob right after then. Right. That was early on um, for Band of Brothers, which was, for those that are newer to the game, one of the powerhouses of the, it was kind of like the all-star team uh, in early Eve, uh, something like that. I don't know. How were they characterized at the time? How were they characterized at the time? Yeah. I mean, we, <laughs> I mean, Bob kind of had the same mentality. You know, they thought they were the best alliance out there. I mean, we were one of the best alliances out there at the time. Um, they wanted to own all the space, kill all the people, um, <laughs> not have anybody dictate to us what we could do. Um, no, they wanted so. to subjugate the people, not kill them, <laughs> because they had it. They had a use for them. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean that's not a lie. You know? <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I mean, but, you know, that was, you know, my first experience with uh, a real alliance, I would say. I mean, five was an alliance, but it was like a total different thing, right? Um, so I wasn't as highly involved in the, the, the political doings of, of Bob as much as, you know, just running, you know, working with my corp and eventually renting space for Bob as well. So, Yeah. What was it like being in 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 a band of brothers uh we know what it's like from the outside but you were on the inside so what was Mm -hmm. that how was that run oh gosh um molly's way or the highway um you know we all he was a leader (laughs) he was the leader for those that don't know of uh, band of brothers um you know he was he's always a fair leader and you know we like every alliance i guess you know you have your meetings and you decide what you're going to do next or what works you know best um i loved it um you know all the leaders there were pretty you know respectful and got along with each other um everything that we did was always you know what we thought for the best interest of of the alliance Uh, you know, we had a good relationship, example, with Finfleet before we even got into the alliance. Uh, so when they came in, you know, it was just like flying with your next door neighbors. So I don't know how to say it. One big happy family, I guess. You know, one thing I heard that was interesting, uh, this is a little side note, but uh, I heard the guys talking in Dice and they were kind of reminiscing at one point. And they said that the um, that one of the, I think it was either the Dice CEO or director uh, was talking to this Russian guy and was mad at him. So in the forums, he said, I've had pets that were smarter than you or something like that. And, uh, <laughs> and people started like, you know, of course that thread got blown up into a big deal. And so that's where the term pets came from. Yes. The original term from pets started in the very beginning with our corp and Bob. Um, so yeah, I mean, to, to, to get into things, I would need more specifics, but um, you know, um, being in Bob was great. I mean, we had our ups and downs. Obviously, we had the whole, you know, like teeny thing and, and, and things that, you know, uh, made Bob look very bad. Um, but to be honest, in the early days, there was really nothing to complain about. And uh, they did deployments like everybody else. Um, everybody wanted to go. We didn't have to you know, pull a lot of teeth. Um, people were there because they wanted to be there. Yeah. And corporations back then were like small alliances in that they could hold territory. And I don't mean, I don't mean technically, but they were strong enough to kind of secure a certain border themselves. Like they didn't need, not everybody had to pile in to help out uh, Dice if they were like taking care of Fountain and beyond. Uh, while yeah, different- it was a different time too. I mean, you didn't have as many players in Eve. Um, you know, sp- holding space was a lot different. Uh, bull you know, wanted to get into fleet and you, you could hold space a lot easier and kill people a lot easier. I mean, at least my opinion wasn't so overcomplicated as it is now. Um, but, you know, Eve was young then. And so, you know, it had a, a bigger draw, I think. And so I had more fun. Yeah. Now you've always uh, hung out with, um, not hung out, but Mercenary Coalition was kind of an ally to Bob uh, and, uh, you and Celine go way back, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we called them when we needed help. Um, we also killed them when they pissed us off. Um, <laughs> Tortoga. Um, Oh, is know. that what happened? You never knew that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, 
Yeah, I mean, we've always, you know, somewhat, you know, have, have crossed paths in, in, in one way, shape or form and have always had a good relation. Yeah, they're still uh, crossing your path because right now uh, Northern Coalition, which you're one of the leaders of, and a Mercenary Coalition are together again uh, taking over initiative uh, towers and holdings and stuff. And, and um, not Placid, but I guess that's where we're based out of. Thank you. <laughs> Syndicate. Sin- Syndicate. Why does oh, yeah. it always go back to Syndicate? I don't know. It's, it's, it's <laughs> that's like, isn't that the true Eve Gate Syndicate? Well, I was just in here thinking. I mean, that's like where Atik ended up. That's where like Dice, you know, showed up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess Syndicate's just a good place to, to grieve people. So. Yeah. Uh, guys, you're welcome to ask uh, questions or just kind of keep the conversation going if you'd like, if you have questions. But, um, I thought it was pretty interesting because I had no idea where the term pets came from, uh, you know, and, and then you got Drayden and channel who's basically saying, he's like, man, this Bob thing kind of predates me. It's like, it's like hearing somebody talk about the <laughs> yeah. Cuban missile crisis. I was going to say the great depression, but I was like, no, that's, that's too far back. Even old people don't remember. that. Well, you know, it, it, it's funny because when you have a game that has been around for, you know, 14 years now, right. I mean, there is this like legitimate backstory to things, even down to something as small as where we get the term pets from. Yeah, and I, I can't even go as far to tell you, you know, a lot of people, you know, because I know the renter thing is going to come up here shortly, but I'll just mm-hmm. give you a little early pre-renter thing. Fountain Lions, back when I was in it, used to charge people for travel passes. So in order to travel through from Delve to Cloud Ring, you had to pay the Alliance a certain amount of money and we would give you like this code or something you would put in your bio and that would <laughs> allow you to fly through space without getting killed by the Alliance. So as much as people want to complain about renting space, that was their original form of renting. Wow. So that was uh, ex- ex- travel passes were kind of like hall passes uh, uh, or actually it's more like extortion, right? Well, uh, couldn't people just, you know, like get a code from you guys and then just start, hey, selling that to other people that weren't renters to like come in and like PVP in there or something? Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they could have. I mean, what's to stop a group from, you know, renting and, you know, adding a million players to the corporation? I mean, I'm sure people, you know, will exploit anything that they can find a way to do it. I, yeah. I just feel it's like the, the Star Wars thing. It's like, it's an old code, but it checks out. <laughs> <laughs> well, the uh, so Bob is super interesting because, again, it dominated the whole horizon, right? It was not only a powerful group inside the game. It was also a very uh, dominant group in, it, in that it said, we're now going to attack you. Here we come. And then they would move their stuff. And then they'd attack you and they'd destroy you. And they wouldn't just destroy you. They would like beat you so badly they wanted you to leave the game kind of it was like annihilation kind of combat but at the same time they're also winning the alliance tournament the first three times in a row so it's kind of like that original dynasty uh, of the alliance tournament uh and what's kind of funny about that is was that a real thing back then though i mean you know it's no it it was smaller it's kind of like saying you know you got on the first csm or the second csm or the third csm right when nobody knew about the csm (laughs) Maybe, but no, the Alliance tournament by the second or third was starting to get pretty well established. The first one, I'll give you that. It was only three ships, one of each size, battleship, cruiser, and frigate. And, you know, not 
it still was like more of a, yeah, a three-man team is not the same thing as now what you have now, which is totally much more advanced. But the um, uh, the funny thing about the Alliance tournament was uh, when Bob actually, first of all, Bob got de- taken out on the fourth tournament and, and in a spectacular way. They got beat by kind of a no-name. So it was kind of like uh, uh, a, a Goliath falling to a David at the time. But also when Bob was disbanded, uh, that happened on the air for the Alliance tournament. I think it was six. Does anybody remember? It happened in front of my face. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Holy cow. Oh, well, basically, we had this guy come in, and he was trying to get access. You know, he he wanted to, you know, he said, my team speak didn't work, and my forms don't work, whatever. And nobody really thought much of it. And he, I suppose it was BNC, I think it was. Um, he um, came into his court and, you know, said that, you know, he needed his access back and he needed this and that. Well, the the girl at the time, which was one of their leaders, you know, just assumed it was the original person and went ahead and, and gave the access without, you know, checking on TeamSpeak. Like right then and there, we just watched the, the whole alliance just like completely disband in front of our face. Well, that's a new, that's amazing. That's a new detail too. I didn't know that. So he came in asking for access. He didn't have access. Um, you know, uh, back then, you know, a lot of corps, if you go inactive, would just, you know, uncheck the box or whatever. And a lot of people, you know, this was early, again, early Eve, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of players have been around a long time. A lot of people know each other in real life. Um, there's, you know, a lot of different aspects. So it wouldn't be unquestionable to, you know, oh, you know, such and such is back. Oh, and well, let me give you your access back, you know, especially if you've trusted that person for a long period of time. Well, you know, oh, I see. Thankfully, so he-, he wasn't one of my members, you know, but, you know, and in their case, you know, they didn't investigate enough before they gave the access and we have what we have. So he takes that new access, not new access, access that he had before that was kind of dormant. He took it back, mm-hmm. used it to drop all solve. What what kind of panic did Bob fall into? Okay, now are you talking about the solve? Are you talking about the disbanding of the alliance? Oh, I didn't know they were different moments. Um, well, uh, I'm talking about the right the clicking and destroying the alliance. Yeah, the the that, solve part of it, I don't really remember the details of the solve uh, part of it. That's okay. So, well, I mean, it, it just fell. I would assume when the the alliance, you know, fell. So, so at that time, you could really just right click and destroy an alliance. I, yeah, if you have the right access. I mean, you know, if I had the alliance leader to NC, you know, access, I could just click and, you know, kick all the corpse and be done with it. You know, that's, you know, I'm a CEO of a couple rental alliances and, you know, if I wanted to disband those, I could do it. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, it's not <laughs> that hard. You guys, anything you want to know about um, back then, <laughs> as long as we're on it? That's all fascinating, by the way. Uh, this is all like this is all a history to us. And I think back then too, you didn't even have to be CEO to do that. I think you just needed like full 100% director access, you know, because you have those options where you can just do it by title, or you can, you know, everything a CEO can do. And I think back then it was the this what the CEO could do. Here's yeah. a question for you: What in your memory? What is the next moment after that where 
someone exhibited some leadership or some great thinking or, or did oh, something that helped I would say <laughs> great question. leadership. Okay, Diana Bollock. I have an alliance we can we, we can form right now. The worst name ever, because um, I think that was the Kanzuku or the I forget whatever Kinsuko. it was called. Yeah. It was like the, the the worst alliance name possible. But I mean, you know, he stepped up, got an alliance, you know, tried to get everybody into it and you know, try to recover from, you know, the damage that was done and move on. Yeah. Well, uh, at that time, I don't know what happened on the I've heard this story, but I don't know the names on the other side of things. Goonswarm moved all their guys into your space and colonized it right away, making it hard for you guys to have it. Um you guys eventually reformed into uh, IT Alliance, mm-hmm. and you were in that one too. What was that one like? Um, you know, it remakes are never the same. To be honest, you 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 know you have your identity is is formed into the original, and once that's taken away, you know, it's like a, a piece of you is gone, right? And mm-hmm. so, I mean, IT was also a good alliance in its own shape and form. But by then, we started adding more and more corpse, more and more attitudes, more and more uh, people thinking that they knew how to um, run the alliance better than Molly and, and whatnot. And um, it was just never the same. So was there a completely different grasp of power that Molly had in Bob than he had in uh, IT alliance? Um, I don't or, know. If I by the end of Bob, that. was he... Like, was he not as powerful as he was during it? You know, like I was, was. I mean, Molly's has always had power, so don't get me wrong in, in that. Mm-hmm. But by then, you know, Mole's real life had a bigger play into to the things that he did into the time in the game, which I think allowed more of the other mouthpieces to come in to you know put forward the way they want to do things and cause disruption. And, and, you know, I would say over a period of time, he just didn't have his hand on it um, the way most alliance leaders would, you know, want their alliances to be ran. You know, eventually, as everybody knows, he ended up getting married and the alliance, you know, completely yeah. disbanded. So. To an yeah. Eve player, see, which is why it's not what marriage does. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. and uh, as, as far because I, I know that Bob was the big one, and then IT was like the you know the reformation of that the, kind of. But, by the uh, way, IT Alliance. Sorry to interrupt you, but IT yeah. Alliance isn't like uh, information technology, is it? I think it was it the the clown from. Uh, it was based off of the it, yeah, the clown. Yeah. Oh, the clown it was from a mockery. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, I was just gonna say, and then there's there were several other iterations, and was. IT like the last one that was thought of as Bob or because it seems like it, just any alliance that Maul started, people called it Bob. But I don't know if like that would qualify as Bob necessarily. Well, I mean, I think everybody will always associate, you know, Molly with Bob. I mean, even to this day, I, I mean, even at E Vegas last year, I had people coming to me wanting me to start restart Bob. Yeah, you know, and it's like why, you know, <laughs> you know, it's dead. Leave it alone. Um, 
But I mean, people just associate, you know, Mull as being a great leader. They associate, you know, that time that Bob, it was in existence and the power that it had. Um, so, you know, I think mentally they hope that any alliance that he's associated with, you know, is going to be the, the same way. Um, even in NC, when they came to NC, oh, NC is going to turn into Bob. Yeah. Um, but as you can see, you don't see him on comms calling targets or, or leading the alliance. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he has uh, FC once or twice uh, that I've seen. He does a lot of background work. Yeah. Oh, so he's still active in those Oh, yeah, things? he's still active. Yeah, he's just more, you know, quiet and does things on the side and stuff. He runs a business, so, you know, he can't put all the time in on comms like everybody else. Does he still have picnics? Uh, yes, every year, um, <laughs> Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Right, so uh, IT Alliance then... Um, uh, comes back and what's interesting is NC dot fought IT Alliance uh, in Fountain, I believe, and it was a it was a colossal collision because there was. Yes, I think that's when Super Twinkie jumped a bunch of super carriers into a system. Well, told everybody to jump a bunch of carriers into a, a, a system, and then he didn't jump, and then we jumped in and killed them all but him. <laughs> uh, super Twinkie is an FC <clears throat> that. Uh, Wow, I think you have to just kind of experience Super Twinkie to understand <laughs> who he is, because he is like a he was like a screamer, but uh, would be like I think you explained it one time. He's more like, um, who's that? Can we kill like them? Dur -dur -dur? No, like this guy's legit screamer, like uh, legit yeller. I, there's <laughs> look him up, Super Twinkie sixty nine. I think. On oh, YouTube. I'm sure there's a few videos, or YouTube yeah. videos out there yeah. of him raging. Yeah, <laughs> definitely worth listening to. Um, but he would be like, "Who's that? Can we kill them? Who's that over there? Can we kill them?" <laughs> he just wanted to. He kill was everybody. so bad that if a blue titan was sitting in the pos on the pos shield and they did not, you know, bridge as fast as he wanted, he would figure out a way to knock that titan out of the pos and kill it. You know, so. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, he was pretty uh, one of my reservations of joining NC was like, oh, really? Do I have to fly under? But apparently he was a lot of fun for the people who flew under. I only flew under him a couple of times. Um, well, then really kind of the next big thing for you, I assume, was that uh, you moved into organizing um, a lot of the business side of NC. Uh, right? Like you're... How did you end up running a rental alliance that ended up being the biggest alliance in EVE for a long time, for like two years? Um, well, that experience came from when Bob had space because we rented out Delve originally before it ended up dying the last fire. But um, from there, you know, every alliance wants a way to make money. Um, we knew rentals were a, a, a good thing. Um, N3 ended up being the biggest rental alliance ever. Um, but, you know, that wasn't just my doing that. You know, we had a Noli um, and some others involved. Mm -hmm. uh, but, um, you know, it takes running a team. And, and I'm probably, I'm, I'm sure I, I missed part of that question. So if you oh, it's I just cover one, something. Just wondering how it rolled <laughs> into that. Like how you're... Yeah, I mean, was, you, that, was that all one one uh rental alliance or was it more like uh uh back you know back when you had you know shadow running theirs and um you know, you, you know shadow of x death and then the um the ones <clears> the <throat> red alliance that were running theirs but they were kind of like you know they were all buddies and all together 
No, it was pretty much in, in, in the beginning. It started off like Nolly had their thing. We had our thing. But um, soon after, I eventually took over and we merged it all together um, just because I don't like, you know, having things separated like that. I, I you know, if I'm going to be involved in it, you know, I, I don't want to say I need to be in control of it, but I do need to have a, a firm grasp of what's going on. Um, as a lot of people know, when I did take over, there was a big theft um, from the <laughs> Noli side of it. Um, and so by the way, I have to interject. I have to interject uh-huh. because I was, uh, I was in Nully at the time and I saw this, uh, I saw something come across the, uh, what was it? I forget some communication and it, it was you saying, has anyone seen, and it was, uh, what was his name? The, anyway, the leader of Nully, uh, I need to speak to him on a matter of some importance. <laughs> I just thought like that was, <laughs> was that program? I was, no, it wasn't pro yeah. It was. Uh, you know, I can't even tell you who the bozo was that stole the money. You know, that's you know who so he was. Ago. He's a, the guy that's in uh, that started or is in or a part of um, Snuff, basically. Ah. Snuff oh, are the well, guys. That explains everything. Yeah, totally. Um, but um, so at that point, you know, because everybody like you know was kind of doing like you know we'll have our our portion of Saw. You have your portion of Saw. We'll rent it all under one big umbrella. That kind of thing. Well, at that point when the um the money was stolen it's like nah we're we're we're, everybody's going to join northern associates you know it's going to be northern associates and you know we're going to run it this way and so that's pretty much how that started and yeah as people know it ended up being what you know almost half of the eve maps (laughs) yeah what why um why the drone regions where you know why centered on the drone regions um well you know Oh, no, I can't tell you why. I mean, it just it was space that we had and Russians love that space and and they like not being messed with and they like being protected. And, um, you know, people want to live out there because it's so far away from everything. So, it, you know, then that was kind of the the start of the capital revolution. You know, everybody wanted a Titan. And um, so they wanted to be away from, you know, low sec. And so they were willing to go out and pay a lot of money to put up their passes and, and, and do their thing. So. Yeah. Renting is, um, I actually thought like, Oh, renters, you know, they're, they're not combatants, they're farmers. And then after a while, as I got busy with real life, I thought, wow, renting sounds like a really good way to play null sec in a casual mode. Well, it is a way. I mean, you know, I was a renter for, you know, I don't know, maybe three years or a couple Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Did um, you pay your rent to Lady Scarlet when you were out there? No, 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 no. I was, <laughs> no, I, was I, I was with Shadow. Shadow. Um, you know, so, yeah. And, um, yeah, so, you know, you know, with, you know, with legit Russians. And uh, I don't know. I mean, you, you know what? For for small entities, and, you know, at the time, yeah, you know, it was like a, it was like a four-man corp at the time. It was like me, BC, and a couple other people and whatnot. And, and it was... It's an easy way to access NullSec. And back then, rental rates were reasonable. They hadn't got into they hadn't got into what I'll call the modern day, you know, quantifying what the value of every last belt and every last moon in a system was to be able to like break it down into um, you know, being able to like, you know, charge the exorbitant fees that 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 they got to. But um, it, it, it was a, it was a good way for small entities to to access NullSec. Be, you know, you know, especially if you're going to, you know, do a bit of, you know, farming or whatever in order to build yourself up, um, you know, and and then from there, you know, it went on to something else. I mean, when I was out there, you know, it was it it it, it 
culminated, you know, I guess with the with the Russian Civil War between between um, Xdeath and and Solar, um, you know, which then led to renters actually getting involved with fighting on behalf of you know, the people that they were paying, you know, you know, paying is to, which then turned into, hey, if you come fight, you don't have to pay. Yeah, conscription. Yeah, I mean, you you know, so it's like, it isn't, you know, it is an interesting way for people to access NullSec without having to necessarily get involved with um, um, owing allegiance in a way, right? Um, you, know, you know, people, people always kind of shit on renters, but everybody in this game, owes something to somebody you, you pay one way or the other right um with renters it's a very clear distinction of what it is you're paying you're paying money to be here period you owe nothing else typically after that point you go and you join you know you're a small corp you go join this alliance over there you know guess what you're going to have to show up you're going to have to do things you're going to have to comply with all of the things that are associated with whatever alliance that you're joining in order to be able to hold the space, um, you know, you know, so it's kind of like you know, the gas, grass, or ass theory, right? I mean, like everybody owes somebody. There's like five people in this game that actually control their own destinies. Sure. Everybody else owes it to them. You're such a hippie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and there's a very big misconception about renting too. You know, I, I watched these debates, especially on and Discord not too long ago with the CSM elections and things going on. And, um, you know, people think that renters are, you know, just these people from Empire that want to get in zero zero and, and that these big alliances and stuff are manipulating them. And, and reality is that 90 percent of your renters out there are from huge alliances or corporations that, you know, your alliances don't allow you to bear or, or to be industrialists in them or don't own space because they want to live in low sec or whatever. So these people do this. So they have a piece of property that they can do the things that they need to do to have the stuff that they need to have for those alliances. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you go back, you go back to the drone regions back in the day, right? When they were, when we would the drone alloys and things like that. I mean, there were, there were countless, um, people out there who were associated with with mainline you know big groups whether you know, whether they were you know uh you know goon type people pandemically i in the system that i rented out there i subleased moons to a guy who was in pl and he was building supers you know, how, how mean, is it different today like uh how is today's rental empire that you're running different from the those days that we're talking about in this discussion or that big empire that you were past? Well, I mean, if I compare today from when we rented in Bob, because that's the earliest that I can go back to, um, as far as actual rentals, um, I would say that there's more, um, you know, named alliances that have people who rent than before. And that, again, that comes down to many alliances. Uh, I'll use, you know, maybe PL or MC, even NC is an example. You know, we're very nomadic. We move around. We don't own space per se to live in. We don't have our, you know, our our, our tents propped up as a permanent location. Um, we may own it on the SOV level, but it's being rented, you know, for us, obviously, to have money for the things that we want to do. Um, but our members, you know, are required to move around everywhere we go, right? So, um, 
their alts or alt corporations um, and, and all of these. I mean, even including Goon Swarm, you know, they do it. You know, I rent to Goon members and people are like, huh? Yeah, it's like, yeah, I am. Why not? You know, they pay, you know, they behave. No big deal. Um, but it's the same thing. You know, if you if you don't allow your people to have a, a, a location to do the things that they're in, they're going to find another way to do it. Hmm. So that's interesting. Each it's funny. Each topic, right? We can go and do Bob and do a whole show on that memories. We can go and do renting empires and how to run them and how much responsibility that is. And that's a whole show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to get into a bit more history uh, with uh, going to BTAC R. The Halloween War led to one of the biggest battles in Eve history. You were on the field with a Titan. Tell us about what that experience was like. Oh, well, my experience. I, I woke up to Vince Mass pinging everybody jump in. Um, it took about 20 minutes to jump. I was, you know, jump blindly like everybody else. You know, your alliance leader calls, you go. Um, yeah, it took forever to load. Probably to, you know, I don't know. I think I got on a total of maybe 10 kills, um, if that. Uh, but did you, um, get to, did you get to Doomsday? <laughs> Um, I don't remember, to be honest with you. Do you remember um, if your doomsday went off in the yeah. tight eye? I'm trying to think, you know, I was like, oh, well, that was a while back. I mean, I, you know, I know there's some kill mails out there with me on it. Um, mm-hmm. But, and honestly, like I sat here staring at my screen, just waiting for like the next, you know, tick or, 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 you know, bleep of some kind of life in the game <laughs> for it to move. Um, and all I could hear was people, you know, who's dying, who's dying, you know, and, you know, an no, hour later. Even knew if they were dying. <laughs> well, we didn't know we were dying because the lag was so bad that, you know, it was, yeah. it was, it was horrible, you know. I mean, and the funny thing about it, you know, I, I was on these kill mails, but then when I died, my, my, my kill mail or my death mail, you know, showed my Titan absolutely unfitted, you know. So everybody thought I jumped in an empty Titan. So, but, um, so you were in what? What kind of Titan? An Erebus. Oh, you were in an Erebus, and mm-hmm. you you died how fast on there? Well, I was number seven. Oh, was so, wow. oh so yeah. seven hours later. <laughs> so yeah, so I was yeah the seventh Titan to die if you count them in order. You know, probably either the most expensive or second most expensive one to die, um, but nobody will ever know that because they didn't get to see the fit. But um, yeah, it, it took a long time to die. So the kill mail never corrected to show the proper fit. No, and CCP never generated it. So. Oh, but you had a like a blinged out uh, Airbus. Yep. yep. And so you're you're one of the uh, names on the plaque in yep. that uh, cemetery of titans. Yep. Uh, is it under uh, Lady Scarlet or is it? No, nah, it's under Robbie Boothcruz. I may have looted it. <laughs> I know you when may that, have. <laughs> they, they told us like, uh, because when that BTIC Arthi was going on, there was another system that uh, all the goon subcaps were in trying to uh, prevent any reinforcements from jumping yeah, out of the yeah. station. You guys had a, a few jumps away. And so I, they wanted us there to keep the lag down out of the system. And then after like, you know, four hours of that, I was like, man, screw this. I'm going to go over there and like snatch some loot. So I took an interceptor <laughs> in the BTAC and I, I was able to get some loot off some Titans. I got some good stuff. I'm pretty <laughs> sure there was some very rich people after that fight. Yeah. It sounds like an ant carrying a, an, you know, like a giant rock. 
Uh, well, I, I, I wasn't the only one with that idea. Party, yeah. I was one of about two dozen uh, interceptors all well, hovering around the Titan that was about to die, and then. Because those modules are so big for capitals, and you're this little, <laughs> this little ship trying to carry a huge. <laughs> well, I'll come back like twenty times for this one can. Yeah, Carneros, did you hear something? Yeah, I, re- I remember the first Titan dying. Uh, I can see a lot of pings and uh, and see what's going on. So I I remember the first Titan dying and the, the battle starting. When the second Titan died, I'm poking CCP manifest on on uh, Facebook and going. You're watching this, right? You're paying attention. This is big. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. And I go off to work in the morning. I'm working at Sony Online Entertainment. and I'm uh, working on other stuff. And uh, and I'm telling, and I sit on exec row, and I'm telling the execs what's going on about this big battle happening in EVE. This is fucking huge, you guys. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and, uh, at one point in the morning, my boss looks at me and says, Go, go home, focus on that, come back tomorrow, stay safe, tell us what happens. Don't lose another Titan, because I'd already lost one, and they all giggled over the story many times. Thank you, NC Dot, by the way. And, uh, <laughs> so I go home, and I get in my avatar, and I jump into that fight, too. But by that time, I, Lady Scarlet had already passed, so I, I, wasn't, I, didn't, I wasn't involved in that one. But then I was there till till the very end, and I I barely I remember an hour before downtime deciding can I fire my doomsday one more time in this lag and still get out by downtime? Hmm. Okay, we'll try it. And um, I'm th- I'm trying to remember. I think it was Pro God Legend was on our comms helping us call targets for doomsdays at the time. Someone crazy that's not normally part of our faction was in there calling. We're like, okay, we'll do. We're, we're doing fine, but people getting tired. Um, and I, I jumped out with three seconds left on the clock and managed to get my Titan into a safe pause before downtime. Crazy day. Oh, you were one of the lucky ones. Yeah, I was um, I was living in BTECR when that uh, battle actually occurred. And Drayden, I was one of the guys that you were keeping in system uh, after trying to get back into the system. <laughs> actually, with one of my characters, and then I used a different character. Well, the... I was gonna say the great thing was that you guys kept doing uh, station games, so it kept us entertained, and so that we actually stayed around. Because if you guys just sat there docked up and no one undocked at all, we probably would have got really bored. We, I'm sure, they would have stayed there anyway. But um, at least there was something to shoot at. We knew we weren't gonna. Well, we were killing stuff. There was people that would undock trying to play games, and they'd just get insta alpha. <laughs> That's st- such a dumb strategy. Like try to get past some blockade. Uh, clearly, you couldn't make it with the lag. It was lag there too, because at that time. The system surrounding the system where the fight was was also kind of weighed down with the uh, lag, so you couldn't you couldn't do much before you warped out. You were incinerated. Not that I tried, but um, yeah. So that was um, where I was living. So that's um, that was an amazing day. I think uh, we all remember it. It may not have been the funnest day because uh, it seems like it was a lot of work. By the way, Carneros, I do want to say your boss said, "Go, go, go, fight with your Titan." You have a very special boss because you work for a gaming company, right? Like that. So he understands. It's, yeah, absolutely. They they consider it a valuable uh, insight into uh, the, the gamer psychology and, and what gamers want, and they they see the value of it. In fact, I was recruited into 
Sony Online Entertainment from E-FanFest in Reykjavik. Oh, wow. Oh, so it pays off. In fact, there were three of us at the time that were recruited in. And the other two are, are famous as well If if in EVE, if you know them. One is Keldum Ravon, who was the CEO of EVE University for like 100 years. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the other one is one of the uh, more famous professors from EVE University, Professor Seamus Donahue. Oh, I, wait, sorry. He was in CCP or he was, does he work with you? Or? Three, of us, three of us were at eFanFest and all met and hung out with John Smedley and were recruited into Sony Online Entertainment, moved to San Diego and were on staff there. The other oh. two have left. Keldum was a, a British subject and on a passport and had to... Trump threw his, him out? His... his uh, Visa expired and he had to go back. Illegal and alien, Seamus, Dirk. Come on. Where, where's your anger? Moving back to New York City as well, but I'm still there. Yeah. Uh, so Seamus is going to join this show uh, as part of the show. Uh, we're going to do something like a ask the professor kind of question because uh, he can answer just about anything on mechanics. He's smart. Yeah, smart guy. Very articulate, terrific. Uh, we're really happy to have him. Uh, so it's gonna he's gonna be not today, but he's gonna start next week. Um, yeah, so the Battle of B Tech are huge. Uh, you were there. You got killed, seventh Titan. Do you find that you get primaried all the time, Lady Scarlet? Um, not as much as I used to. They they used to they used to say, There she is, get her. <laughs> yeah, uh, they'd always try to make sure I was the first one off the field and well, you, you were a booster a lot of times, uh, at least in, in my experience. Um, like Maybe it's like nobody else is boosting, so I'll do it again. Um, yeah, I mean, it was always fun. I mean, I, I when you know, especially if you can like fly a vulture or damnation or something and do it on the field. But, um, you know, I, I just always around and had the skills to do it. And, you know, sometimes you just do what needs to be done t- for the fleet. So, you know, the fleet can do its thing. So... So uh, one more question about alliance level stuff, because you're not only a corp leader, you're not only the CEO of a, like a legendary corporation that's been around for 11 years now, um, but you're also working alliance leadership. So before we talk about DICE uh, and what you have to worry about there, what are the kinds of things that you have to worry about running NC DOT uh, or being one of the leaders? Oh, that's a loaded question. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, well, like or, in specific, give me some specifics. Yeah. Or in a generic way, like what are, you're the, you're the lead diplomat, or so what? What kinds of things do you have to deal with? <clears throat> Excuse me, oh, for people that don't, that have no exposure to what a diplomat even does. Oh, the the daily questions of. I quit Eve three years ago, and you own the system that I live in. Can I get docking rights? Um, you you deal with a lot of silly questions as a diplomat. You deal with a lot of hand-holding and babysitting between uh, alliances to keep each other from killing each other. Um, <laughs> Are there any I memorable moments there? Like... Uh... Uh, what were some of the some of the insight you've seen behind the scenes on conflicts and when they started, or anything come to mind? I know you've dealt with a lot of them, so it's probably hard um, to pick one. 
Well, I mean, like the other day, I, I won't give the uh, alliance you know name because that wouldn't be fair to them. But um, you know, we had a, a situation where a ping went out and somebody um, had um, ordered a um, an attack on carriers and and ratters in, in one of the rental alliances. Um, it was their revenge for some other um, pet alliance, you know, doing something stupid. And, you know, so basically had to go and say, you know, unless you want to make us to make your your space, our next rental space, you better call off your crap. You know, so, you know, things like that. Um, But I mean, that's, you know, doesn't happen very often. But, you know, sometimes you have to say, okay, you know, this is NC, you know, we're not going to put up with your 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 petty, you know, but um you know, for the day to day, I mean, it's pretty much, I would say, no different than any other alliance. You know, yeah. go about our day doing our thing. So, so uh, how, what's it like um, running a corporation at this level? Like, what what are the things you have to worry about? Because keeping a corporation running is a tough thing. Not burning out, and but also keeping it, keeping people involved, keeping uh, getting recruiting new people, and making sure they're okay good fits, that kind of thing that they fit into the culture. Well, I think you just said it, you know, the, the, the biggest thing for our corporation is, you know, you, number one, we have a lot of old players, right? So, um, we're fortunate because most people have been around at least six to 10 years. They know how to play the game. Um, they've been through it all. So I don't really have to, to babysit them. Um, it's just making sure that, you know, there's content enough to keep them, you know, active enough that, you know, they want to log in. Right. So, um, that that's where the Alliance comes, it comes involved, you know, giving the, the members something to do. Um, but, um, you know, I have a lot of experience people in the corp, um, you know, to help run it. Uh, our members, you know, for the most part, you know, step up and, and get things done. They don't need a title to be a director or anything to do things. Um, so trying to find like-minded people who, you know, are willing to, you know, just do the things that need to be done. You know, to me, that's what helps, you know, make the court, you know, stay successful. Um, you, sometimes you get corporations where they're just leaders and just followers and, and eventually the leaders get burnt out and the followers go somewhere else. You know, if you have a, a corp that works good together, you know, that corp will be around forever. So. Uh, when it, I have a question. Like when, when you start getting to um, larger size corporations, this might be something everyone else knows, but I don't. Uh, <laughs> smaller corporations, the CEOs pretty much have like a hand in every single new recruit that comes in. But when you start getting fairly large and bringing in a lot more people, do you delegate that out to other people to do background checks? Or do you mm. still like are involved with every single new person that comes into your court? I'm pretty much still involved with everybody that comes in. And that's wow. just because of the, the responsibility of, of a corp leader. I mean, but you're only talking about dice. You're not talking about your rental court alliances. We, I don't care what who who my you know rental course recruit. I mean, as long as, as, long as they're you know, it, 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 I mean, the rule is if you recruit somebody and they AWOKs, you know, your corpse getting kicked until that ship is replaced and you know that person's dealt with. You know, so they know it coming in, and so if they make bad decisions, it's on them. You know, for me and my corp, you know, if I make a bad decision, it's on me. So I I make sure that I you know I know who's coming and going. Something she's not saying, though, is the bigger the corp gets the, and the bigger the alliance gets, 
it's a lot more work to to manage. Uh, it's it may sound like oh a thousand two thousand is the same. It's not. You feel it. Yeah, and you would know you're an alliance leader of the bastion. And mine never yeah. got that big though. Mine got to like a little over three thousand, but uh, and it's big. like twenty one hundred at the moment. It's not. Uh, it's not in the same category as some of these rental empires that we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, with the rental empire, we have managers, right? So I have people uh, uh, for both rental alliances that I run that help me manage it on both sides, you know, but their jobs aren't necessarily overseeing recruitment of these people. You know, their jobs are, you know, you know, for one, you know, dealing with the rental deals, dealing with the upgrades. Um, in some cases, you know, we're even putting up the citadels for certain renters. Um, you know, to ensure that we don't have anybody and everybody dropping them. Um, so, you know, there's other things that they're doing, you know, to help run it that I don't have to do. You know, I just oversee it. Um, so some questions from chat, uh, Biosphere, um, wants to know how many iterations of NC, uh, there were, because I think he's confused about the actual Northern coalition, um, which was a coalition of alliances in the North. And Northern Coalition dot, which is right. a, a play on the name. Yeah, where did that name come from? I mean, well, you'll have to ask Vince that specifically. I, I came in afterwards, um, but to my knowledge, it was to mock the the original NC. It's, it was to confuse people and to cause chaos. Uh, yeah, we asked Vince when he was here. Um, but Northern Coalition has really been one continuous group. Um, since they were fighting the Northern Coalition. So you have NC Dot fighting NC, Northern Coalition, early on. And it really, it's been the same, uh, I mean, obviously corporations have come and gone, but it's been the same history. Like it never broke up and reformed like Triumvirate or uh, any other group. Um, so somebody also wanted to know, I think it's the same guy, how optimistic are you about EVE Online like, because you've been, you've kind of seen it all. Like, are we are we headed to good places, or is it uh, has the golden age already passed us? Oh gosh, I don't know. I mean, I go through these periods, and I ask my myself those same questions. Um, I mean, I've always been a fan of the earlier days in Eve when things were less complicated. So to me, the the more things that they throw in to supposedly make the game better to me sometimes I think hinders um makes more work doesn't really solve I think they mask a lot of the problems that that go on in the game currently but um I mean I think with any game as long as you have something that brings in new content you are always going to see that game progressing um but for older members you know of the game you know I think a lot of us see I mean, even just like the, these, this new platform thing that's coming out, you know, we see it as more work, you know, but um, we'll have to see, you know, until it's deployed and, and, and until we see everything behind it, you know, can't really say. Hmm. So it's kind of a mixed blessing. Uh... Yeah. I mean, I'm always for new things. I mean, I, I mean, you know, I come from an area in the game that we like to fight and we like to battle. You don't want to just sit and do industrial stuff. And so you want content, you know, but if, if you put so much work 
into trying to get that content, you know, at some point people are going to be like, uh, well, this ain't worth it anymore. You know, if you, if you do it in a way that brings in fun, you know, then obviously the game is going to do much better. So we'll just have to see how they tweak things to, you know, is it going to you know, bring more fights or, or less fights? I don't know. The, you know, Matterall, this is a conversation you and I have, it seems like every other day, right? Um, you know, about this whole idea of we get what we ask for and then and then go, oh, well, geez, did we really want that? <laughs> you know? Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like the fatigue thing, right? I mean, I understand the whole idea behind fatigue. I personally don't fly Titans anymore because I can't stand it. It doesn't work with my playtime. Um, but, you know... You, you, if you put all these hindrances to, to, for, for people to want to undock to fight, obviously the game isn't going to get any better. But you need something for people to fight for, right? So the thing is, is do you make it so complicated that you know, people just don't care and they all want to sit in low sec you know, and fight each other in low sec? Or, or, or do you, you know, think about what's going to actually draw people to zero zero, and and for them to to want to fight and to want to undock? And I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah you, you know, and, and and kind of what I was referring to, you know, with, with Matterall there is we've talked about this increasing level of complexities for things, right? Um, you know, because there's always this conversation out there about, you know, how to make things better and how to do this and how to do that. And it leads to this ever increasing scale of kind of, um, you know, uh, complexity. Um, and then you get it and you go, well, geez, you know, is this, is this really what I'm logging in for today? Am I really, you know, logging in to, you know, I don't know, you know, uh, manage fighters and fighter bombers in the new way, or, you know, manage Titans and, and, and the new doomsdays, the, you know, you know, in the same way it's, you know, and then you get into you know other things like you know whether it be the you know the uh, incoming moon mining changes and things and go uh, are all of these things and the added complexity that comes with it as cool as back when it was more basic and it seemed like we were fighting more. I think the term is we were playing the hell out of the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, back then, you know, you would get you know, 200 people to undock to go do something. No problem. Now it's like, uh, why are we undocking? Oh, we got to grind this or, oh, we got to go do that. And, and then when these mining platforms come in now, corpse or alliances are going to be forced, right. To have to haul the stuff from this platform, you know, that takes up from their PVP time. Um, you know, How do you feel I, about I, I don't know. I, I can see it not being a good thing. That's what I was wondering with the <laughs> now now that you're actually gonna have to mine for the for the moon goo, it's like that does PL do any PL pilots even have uh mining skills? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, like, they what, have rock what are you guys pilots just like and see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the yeah. thing is is if you're gonna do that right, why give them a platform that they have to mine from? Make them go back out there with mining fleets. With, you know, a hundred ships out there in a field mining the cans or something. So then the hostiles can come and try to attack so you can get a fight. You know, um, why do you need a stupid structure to to do this, to, to provoke a fight? All that is going to add is more structure bashing, which, you know, everybody tends to find AIDS half the time. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it's uh, it's it's a good time. Probably. What's that? 
her bitter vest issue. <laughs> yeah, the bitter vest coming out. <laughs> <laughs> let's 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 try to put that back in its little box. And well, uh, I mean, will that being said, like, will instead of these groups mining it themselves, maybe like, will do you think alliances will start hiring or like contracting corpse to come <gasps> mine their moongu for them? Rental alliances. Yeah. Yeah. The short answer. Um, <laughs> so uh, before we uh, finish up with the uh, whole biography part of the show, uh, I want to point out that um, Kroll is in the audience there. Uh, hello, Kroll. He's the guy that bought us our NC shirts. And he uh, always gives me a bunch of shit all the time about being a goon spy. So I was wondering if you could kick him out of court. Oh, I'm not going to kick him out of court. No way. <laughs> He's, a, he's he's the $80 shirt supplier. That's right. We need <laughs> oh, and just wait until next E-Vegas because he's already working on the new stuff. So. Oh, dear God. Now I have to catch up. Yeah. <laughs> but I love Curl. He's one of my favorite guys. So I just wanted to give him some help. I love Dessas too. There's great guys. Tiberius. All the guys in the Dice, great guys. Uh, I don't know how you manage to like keep it together, but all the guys that I've met in Dice are just super cool. How did you end up there, Madderall? You said you were in uh, in Nully before that, or no? I was in. Yeah, I went. Um, I was in. I went from Dead Terrace to Nully to. Uh, I just couldn't stand somebody. Won't mention his name uh, anymore. Uh, and so Neither. I was like, <laughs> "Thank you." Yeah, just toxic. And said, "It's time to go to um, NC because I was kind of experienced enough." And I originally had applied to VDD. Um, because Dark Razor was there, who was one of my favorite FCs, who is now uh, CCP Larrikin. He's a great uh, capital FC. Uh, during the Fountain War, I flew a lot with him. And I thought, that's that's where I want to go. Um, and then I was applying there, and my old CEO from an old corporation was in a different NC corp. So I went to that one instead, Nexi. And then from Nexi, I, I thought, like, this is a good place. It was a really nice kind of environment. But um, I started getting really attracted to... Um, you know, there was Lady Scarlet, who's, you know, famous in this game. And so I went into Dice and started just listening, asking these kinds of questions, right? I just started talking to Lady Scarlet, asking her historical questions. I was a writer by then, so it was for that. And then I just thought like, you know, Art, um, I think it's time to move to Dice. So I, I asked if I could. So I kind of let myself in, right? Uh, I was like a cat that wandered into the house and Lady Scarlet kept me around. <laughs> And then I brought in uh, Tiberius and, uh, you know. Well, I mean, then, it, it, NC tends to be kind of this this um, more veteran type group of players, right? Is, is, is DICE kind of the same way as a corporation where it tends to be players that have been around for a while? Um, I mean, we, I would say about half of the corp is probably vets. Um, the other half probably, you know, I would say the average you know, would be like three to five years in the game for the most part. But they're like friends of the vets that have come in. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we tend to track a lot of the older people who are kind of done with the, the, the child mentality. You know, they're tired of the, you know, I, I hate, you know, name dropping or anything. You know, the adversity style type players that, you know, just are like, young kids that are mouthy and um, think everything's funny. And, you know, most of our guys are like older, you know, 
30s and up. I mean, I think our, the oldest person in our corp is 70 years old. So it's probably yay, not. It's probably not a corp that's generating that a lot. A lot of memes out there, right? How many SP does yes. he have? Yeah. Well, uh, uh, I probably over 200. I mean, definitely. I mean, I'm at, oh, I'm over 200. So I mean, will, will NC dot end up doing? Because a, a lot of these groups, like you know, goons now have Karma Fleet. Uh, pandemic horde is around for pl and stuff now is nc dot ever gonna because you guys have like a, a, a general entry level i think for for the alliance like you have to have you know certain amount of skill points or something i assume well and, we tried that with narm and that didn't work out so well northern army alliance yeah. oh right right <laughs> yeah yeah, you guys do that. yeah i mean the thing is you really have to have people who are really focused on that one thing they can't really play between alliances, you know, and so the thing is, is if you're trying to run both, I mean, I know this from running the renter stuff, it takes a lot of work, but now you're going, you know, it's, it's, e it's easier to manage a spreadsheet and delegate where it is to have to actually take fleets out and call targets and, and keep people entertained. Um, there's a lot more work involved in that. And I think, you know, most of the people that wanted to be a part of that would much rather spend their time in actual fleets killing stuff. So, Can I ask you another historical question? Because were you uh, a part of the Fountain War? Do you remember that? Mm, probably. <laughs> to think about it. I actually don't remember. I, I do remember Fountain War because of only certain things. I think we killed a station that was being dropped, and uh, I don't know. I played Aussie time zone. Yeah, and stuff. I would have to. You'd have to give me like a time frame or something. Cause, don't worry. Like I said, all, some stuff is kind of vague. You know. Cause. I'm sure it's all a blur. Uh, is there is there anything though that stands out like in your career, like either a battle or um, just a, an era? Um, well, I mean, there's a lot of things. I mean, uh, I mean, always, you know, the, the big wars have always been something that out and has been fun. We play, uh, you know, every day, a, a basic game and, um, you know, yeah, we undock and we shoot each other, but you know, the big events like the great Northern war or, um, like max, uh, when we had the big goon you know, war, you know, last year, uh, those kind of things have always been, you know, the the reason why I play this game. Uh, you know, there's always got to be some kind of, you know, means to the ends. You know, you, you don't do this for nothing, right? So you, you always, you know, playing for something bigger and more fun. Um, you know, I can go back to when. Um, Atik and Dice were like just at that point of switching over and and Dreads were, you know, coming into the game and we had this whole role playing thing in EC Dash um, with the Dread Garistas and, you know, we were shooting, I think it was a Forsaken Empire um, POS and, you know, the that that was back when ISD was actually a lot of people in the game playing the parts of, you know, other characters. Um and, you know, they brought in all these dreads and we had like this big old battle and, and, and stuff like that. You know, I always found fascinating and fun. And um, Eve doesn't really do that too much anymore. You know, I remember the, the Jovian Titan event and, you know, having to escort that thing, you know, you know, all through space and through fountain and trying to keep it protected. And, um, 
you know, those are the kinds of things that made Eve fun. And so I guess I remember those more than some of the, you know, the other things that we've done. So. Yeah. Those are interesting. I haven't even, uh, haven't even heard that, uh, that stuff. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Before Titans came out, um, when they were going to bring it, um, bring them into the game, uh, I forget what year it was, but Jimmy Sav, he was one of our FCs and took at the time actually got asked to lead the, the, the escort, um, Losec through Delve and through Fountain and and all over to to keep it uh, alive and that was like one of the big it was it was a huge um, Eve event yeah. and there ended up being a battle and stuff and yeah I was talking to again some a guy who's been around a long time uh, and it's not just that they've been around the game back in two thousand four or five it's that they were already competing at kind of a they're already very competitive for. Uh, about the game, uh, and I was like, "Did you guys read the uh, Eve history, the Wars of History?" Ugh, I forget the name of the book. Um, the Great Empires of Eve. Andrew thank Brown. you, Great Empires of Eve. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, I read a little bit of it. Um, it wasn't quite like that. You know, we were mostly bored. That's why we fought. <laughs> something, yeah. to, something to do. It wasn't we didn't? Our hearts weren't in it like that. You know. So I, I thought like, yeah, it's, you know, maybe it's written up a little more to." It's what I would do is write it so that it's interesting to somebody who's picking it up. But yeah, I thought it was kind of funny how casual they were about like, yeah, you know, we, we climbed in. Yeah, we, we fought that fight because look, we were looking for something to do. So we decided to take that area. Well, a lot of times that's how wars are started. You know, oh, well, we'll just go do this because we have nothing to do. Yeah. Um, look at where we're at currently. Yeah. We came here because we really didn't have much to do. Yeah, you know? <laughs> initiative looked like a, a a good target to go hit. So, yeah. You know. Well, that's a good point. And our producer is initiative, so don't cut the power, McLeod. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, the uh, a, a lot of times it's um, you kind of you kind of fight people who will fight back, right? Like at this yeah. scale. Well, you hope they would fight back. That's what makes it fun, right? If they just stay in the station and dock, that they don't do anything. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, a good audience from uh, Parthenon, uh, court member, uh, I forgot to ask this question, but you actually lost CSM. And lo well, and behold... You kind of cut out there, so I'm not sure. If, yeah, uh, I didn't catch the question. I'm sorry. Uh, this is a question from the audience. Um, you lobbied for Vince Draken to be, who's the head of uh, NC for CSM. You lobbied for him uh, with yeah. renters and stuff. And lo and behold, he's on CSM. Yeah. How's that feel? Yay. <laughs> you're, Yay! You're you're saying she you're saying she was Vince's Kellyanne Conway. I think she's a bit of a king. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? In fairness, I did the same thing last year with Safra, right? I mean, if you got the tools, oh, you're going to use it, right? Two, two for two. But then, but then again, you know, there's many alliances who rent. They don't have to vote for the same people I put on the ballot. You know, that's you know, they have their their own mind. They can do what they want. Yeah. Um. You don't but, say you know, you'll kick them if they don't? No. Yeah, why would I do that? I might raise the rent. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, the, the thing is, you know, yay for Vince. I mean, we've we've had a CSM that has, you know, they're, they're always good, you know. But, you know, I'm of the belief that I don't feel a CSM should be represented, you know, 
by six people of the same coalition or the six people of the same alliance. I do think that it needs to be spread amongst the you know people out there in E from all areas. Um, so I'm glad you know that Vince is there and he's played the game for many years, uh, as long as I have. Um, he's been through it all. He knows all the mechanics. Um, he knows what works for alliances and doesn't work for alliances. Um, so I think he'll be a good voice, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, and, and quite honestly, I think that that long-term veteran status is, is, in a way, maybe something that we haven't seen in a couple of a couple of years on there. Uh, I know people say that you know it's been dominated by Nullsec, and it has been, but. When you look at who those people are from Nullsec, it's not always. Um, there was once a time when, like, big leaders of Nullsec were part of the CSM, and that really hasn't quite been been the thing recently. It's been, uh, yeah, I'll say newer people um, in, in the grand scheme. Yeah, Vin, I mean, Vince is kind of a throwback to that, right? I mean, he, you know, he's kind of a throwback to a a, a major leader from Nullsec being part of of the CSM. Yeah, I mean, and and there has people who have been won, and, you know, has won just based off of popularity. You know, people say, well, how come I don't run? I, people have been trying to get me to run for years, and it's like, you know, I think that it really takes somebody with a that's got a really good grasp of the understanding of the game mechanics in all areas. You know, not just a particular area. And, you know, unfortunately for some of the people that are in Empire and stuff, they don't have the same graphs as people in, in, in zero, 00. And that's why we don't see that many, you know, get elected. Um, but, you know, everybody in zero, 00 had to start an Empire. So they knew what it took to get out there. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I would like to see, you know, even if it isn't from my own coalition, you know, I, I, I would like to see more people with that kind of experience because they have been around, you know, since almost the time that the game has started and they've seen everything. And, and, yeah. And, and my comment was not necessarily related to kind of like from a propaganda standpoint. I mean, you got all these people that bitch and moan about, you know, again, the NullSec domination. Right. But mm-hmm. the fact that he brings that kind of background and experience um, long term from the game. Uh, you, you know, I think is just additive to having, you know, you know, there on the CSM because, you know, you've got again, you've got these people that want to make, you know, really radical changes in some ways. And don't necessarily have the past perspective of where things came from. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, how how do you know these radical things are going to work if you don't know where they started from? Yep, exactly. So did you just announce your candidacy for next CSM? <laughs> uh, I'm going to take yet. that as a yes. Oh, <laughs> she needs uh, her precious spare time. She's yeah, playing the game, not running around talking to crazy people. Like She's actually Scarlet 2018. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you are you afraid that 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 Vince is going to quit Eve after you know a year from now though? Yeah. No. No. It is a it is a scary thing because one... you know I I'm not afraid of Vince quitting Eve as much as how long before he gets booted off of the CSM. That's a whole other question. <laughs> <laughs> if he did get booted, yeah, there off, is there is Vegas bets for? on that one. Yeah. Oh dear lord, what would he get booted for? Oh, uh, telling it up. how it is. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Being on the other side of the table, I should know. You want you want to go easy on their feelings as you talk to them about their game they built. <laughs> oh, somebody wants to know if you're married, Lady Scarlet. 
That's uh, up to uh, you to answer. Yeah, I'm yeah. married. He's Too fantastic. Late. I like him. <laughs> well, and he plays Eve. Oh, even better. Uh, what What is the relationship between, speaking of relationships, PL and, speaking of another, another marriage, PL and NC? Um, what's the bond there? Um... I don't know. We're like-minded. Uh, we want to kill stuff. Um, you know, Vince and, and Elise have been friends for a really long time. Yeah. Uh, me and Grath have been friends for a while. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, probably it, the it, same it, as like me and, you know, me and Celine, you know, you just have people that go back and, uh, for a period of time and, you know, love doing, you know, certain things in the game. And, you know, we both like using our capitals and, and whatnot. So it works. Yeah, I know that uh, Grath is—he's open about constantly trying to recruit you and Vince over <laughs> to, to PL, so that yeah, me, Vince, and White Arrow, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's his three. Uh, well, cool. You guys, um, you guys have anything else? I think uh, we're kind of getting close to the end of the show, but uh, I could—you know—we could talk stories all day. Um, I think maybe we could tackle FanFest. Is there anything that uh, you want to talk about with FanFest, Lady Scarlet, that you, you saw? No, I haven't seen, I haven't watched anything, so I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. There's actually been very few announcements, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, yeah, I've... Uh, I haven't had a, ch a chance to catch up on the videos because Iceland time zone's terrible for Americans. But, uh, West Coast. Yeah, well, um, I'm going to catch up on them today, but uh, I heard, I was seeing uh, in, in the Skype for the Open Comms chat the other day that there was some issue, like there was a thing that was announced, and then there was a bunch of booing, and then Rain oh, was no, there. No, 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 no. no, no, no I, I don't know anything. No, no, no. No? Okay, because I would say Rain was talking about, she's like, yeah, the stream didn't catch the people throwing stuff from the balcony like while the booing was happening. So I'm like, what the hell is going on here? What happened? Yeah, that was a different uh, a different side thing. Uh, look, I think that there have been things that have been announced up there, um, you know, for for later in the year. Um, I mean, there is some stuff that's you know going to be coming out in May that is that is I would call rather substantial. Um, you know, we've got these new Blood Raider faction uh, capital ships and the method by which you go about getting those, which is going to. Uh, which is going to be, you know, laying siege to a Blood Raider, uh, you know, shipyard, um, you know, to be able to do that with with a new type of of you know AI that is going to be um, you know included in that that is going to escalate and react to what it is you bring and things like that. Um, and then later in the year, um, they're talking about a winter expansion that's basically going to include these new refineries, but also um i don't know what what was the way they put it uh at its heart it's going to be all about new content that's going to take place in empire so so there is quite a bit of stuff that is coming in the not too distant future um actually a lot more than that in you know in you know in may but um well, one thing that, that that really struck me and you're right the um the next expansion is going to be uh pve mostly and usually in empire space uh, but it's going to be a real uh, advancement based on what's going to happen in may which is these uh satoyos i think are going to roll out and have new ai and the ai is uh, they explained it really well um it's it's got a lot of different parts um it's called uh, reactive ai um 
and these th these machines will I mean the the computer will actually play like a player plays and I know they've tried it different yep. ways but now the ships will actually be fitted the Satoyo will actually be fitted with modules uh, it will assess its it's assess who it's fighting and how they are fighting how the we players are fighting and adapt and it's going to be very interesting to see how well that gets expanded out um, there's a test next week on test center um, they're going to test this AI, AI out um, so you know join in on that kind of thing but what what I thought was really interesting coming out of here next weekend next week we'll take on fanfest and all the upgrades and we'll talk about all the stuff in depth um, but the do it program which is basically when they take away the stations and replace it all with um, the citadels. Is ours, right? Well, I think that yeah. this is—I think this is, this is a step towards. Um, all right, so basically, this is how you will get a faction citadel, right? Um, it is a method of encouraging people to do something with existing stations, maybe before they say, "Okay, stations are going away," right? Um, that you will use these things to convert into this new, you know, faction citadel type thing. Um, you know, it's an upgrade program. Well, the, it's and it's interesting because if you can see it, it's uh, what will happen is they'll put monuments out on the original sixty-eight stations that were in Nullsec. I didn't really know about this because it was before me, but when Nullsec came around, they put sixty-eight stations out there, and there were some of the famous famous ones like VFK. Uh, Noel and Delve. So very, very notable stations will be turned into these uh, permanent landmarks and there'll be a, a landmark there. And the, the alliance that owns the station at the time will permanently get their uh, name on it, uh, which I thought is interesting because that will create a fight for those stations before D-Day. Uh, but um, yeah, so we'll talk about that next week. Uh, good stuff coming out of there. The volunteer program is back. Um, and I really like the idea that uh, the interstellar correspondents are coming back. Uh, those are writers that write, you know, for Eve and stuff. I think it's funny, Lady Scarlet, you were talking about um, how some of the stuff was interesting that you were doing back then. And they're still trying to do stuff, but it seems like either we've kind of grown out of it or it's not interesting anymore or there's too many people involved or I don't know what. I think part of the problem, because you saw it die off after the whole T20 thing, is that the um, people started associating the the mixture of players doing roles with CCP as possible ways of exploiting the game. And I think that maybe they took a step back away from that to... Um, Safe face a little bit, I, I guess, you know, to, to, to let that all kind of go under the carpet before they bring out other things. Mm -hmm. So it got contaminated back then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, being in Bob and, and seeing that whole event, I mean, like a lot of us didn't know, you know, what he may or may not done. And, you know, and yet we were all, you know, blamed for. I mean, that happens in every alliance when somebody does something wrong. But, um, people start to think, oh, well, if he can do that, you know, then, then that, you know, GM over there can do this or this person can do that. And, you know, what roles do they actually have, you know, in, in the game that, you know, they can spawn things or, or, or whatever. And uh, I, I think it was just it was probably a smart move on CCP part to to go away from that for a while. But obviously those things bring huge content when they do them right. Yeah. 
So the T20 thing, uh, you were there. Uh, did you know the the guy or was he just another guy? Um, I mean, I knew him. I knew him as an FC. I knew him as being part of the, the tourney team. You know, I didn't know him personally. Um, so I wouldn't have had any clue, you know, what, what he was able to do or, or not able to do. Yeah, because I guess he left some blueprints behind or something. I uh, met him uh, once in, in a in a Prikith, in a bar in uh, Reykjavik. And I, I didn't know who I was talking to at the time in a small group of, uh, with a group of CCP employees. And afterwards he walks away and the person next to me goes, do you know who that was? I don't know. T20. I'm like, what? He's still here? You still talk to him? Holy crap, people. I was I'm shocked. It's like Agent Zero or, or what is it? Uh, exactly. Pa- patient Zero. You uh, Before the show, Carneros, you were talking about something. It slips my mind. What was that we were talking about earlier? Oh, we were talking about when the impending right. uh, Dread, uh, not Dread Garista, um, Blood Raider shipyards come. And players come to try the AI and try to fight them. They're going to die in droves at first until they know what's going on. And we giggled about the time when uh, EVE Online Incursion shipped, which is the one just be- it's sort of between Tyrannus and Incarnate, if I remember correctly. Now, now, this is you as a developer. So you're on the other side of the players. Like you're watching what happens. In those days, I, I was CCP Zinfandel. I met CCP and Incursion ships. And the first incursions go out into the world. And there were CCP devs standing around watching the screens to see the players attacking the incursions and watching the ships dying, just dying, dying, dying. (laughs) They're dying in waves and they're coming back and they're bringing another ship and another ship. And then they're showing up in like blinged out battleships to try that. And people are, I'm more like, look, and dying. That's, a, that's a ballgorn <laughs> pop. That's a nice fit on that ballgorn. <laughs> and, and in those days, well, a, a ballgorn was a damn expensive ship. It was not like today where, oh, yeah, ballgorn, I got six more. I'll grab them and carry all next. No, these things were expensive. It was a 1.2 and, uh, billion ship. Well, and, you know, without and that, fittings. And that was about figuring out something that was relatively static, right? I mean, you were just figuring out a new thing, um, you know, and and you know how to how to go against it, right? This is something that is going to react and scale. You know, so going so that's going to make it really Trust interesting. Me. Yeah, exactly. So we're uh, there's going to be CCP employees watching on that day to see what we throw at them. And they're going to be waiting for the first caps. And they're going to be waiting for this first super caps. And trust me, if I know, if I know my friends in Goonswarm at all, they're going to throw super caps at the thing. And they're going to pop like popcorn. Well, that's it. Because again, I mean, you're talking about scaling into capital level vessels, supposedly, on the, uh, on the part of the NPCs, right? So, I mean, you know, if all of a sudden, you know, you drop in a bunch of supers, you may get doomsday off the field. You don't know. We'll start with employ with uh, players who who can spare a few supers because there are players in Goonswarm who don't care if they lose a super or two at all, and we'll just throw more of them, more of them. They got stacks. It's crazy. I, I want to see the the uh, I want to see the first NPC dread bomb. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's coming, and that's from 
Parthenon in the chat. <laughs> but but you know again th this kind of um, you know your react reactive AI is something that we've we've been talking about for a long time, right? That this is how you can get to um, instead you know instead of just having anomalies, say you know in a system, right? You know where it's like well you only have so many anomalies and and people tend to kind of you know do these individually, right? That you know if you can start getting PVE out there that is more group oriented and not just group where the more people we bring, the easier it makes it for us, but the more people we bring, the more people the enemy brings. That, well, that, you know, that is going to be very interesting and game changing for, you know, for Eve, assuming that it, they, they get it right or at least, you know, figure it out. Well, as as again, we discussed a little bit pre-show, uh, I agree with the assessment that of, of the things that we've seen in very recent dev blogs and at the show, this new AI is probably the most uh, important new thing that is being debuted right now. It's, it's leverage for huge changes down the road. If you would have asked me if to put on my game dev hat and look at EVE Online a year ago and say, what's its biggest weakness? I would have probably said new player onboarding. But if you asked me today, I would probably say the quality of PVE content. The PVE content like the mission running and stuff is uh, has fallen behind the curve a bit so now they're introducing something which is like sh you know possibly shockingly able to catapult them right back up toward the front well, uh, it, go ahead Drayden. Uh, i was just to say with the with the adaptive ai that they're coming out with i i wonder uh i mean i'm not a coder but it's gonna have. It's still gonna have like uh, you know action reaction type coding in it. Like if this happens, I need to adapt like this. And if it, will pe will players be able to probably through a lot of trial and error figure out? Okay, if we take this, the AI is gonna react like this, which means that we're gonna need this, and they'll eventually be able to min max it to the point mm -hmm. where they know exactly how the AI is going to adapt to them, as they know what to counter it with. The idea is no, because every situation is going to change, and the intelligence um, of of this model will constantly adapt. In other words, if you're fighting a small force and a third party comes in, it doesn't just stick with who it's fighting. It will adapt to the third party that's coming in and attack them as well. It figures out how you're fighting. Are you fighting at range? Well, then we'll counter with this. Um, they're going to warp around system. Um, they're going to um, warp away and warp to another ping spot in order to get on you. Uh, it's going to be a whole different ball game. And I know they've had AI before. Even this was built on the Drifter AI, which was, it kind of grew into a virus. They had to kind of stop stop it because it was out of control. But um, And there is no more work on Drifter incursions, by the way, that was confirmed. But this AI is different than even that because it's not hard um, stats these ships have. They actually are ships that fit modules. And they those ships that fit modules then have an intelligence and a table um, to escalate. So as you grow in strength or whatever, they counterattack. So it's it's not something that you can, uh, it's not going to be as easy as figuring out what armor to bring to fight right, these right. guys it's like it is now. More dynamic, yeah, it's, still... not, it's not even going to be incursions where if you do a 
dance a certain way, you're going to be able to do it like you do with WOW. Like you just kind of do this ar arranged dance that's choreographed. And if you do it all right with the right timing with your guys, then you win. It's not even going to be like that. This literally is going to be like fighting. Um, a ch it's it's going to be like online chess or a digital chess. You're going to be fighting a computer that thinks. But it won't yeah. learn. It won't learn. It won't actually evolve to learn. It's not sentient. Yeah, well, yeah, like, 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 yes. You don't want Skynet in the game. Right. Yeah. We're, this we're is where there. it all begins. <laughs> yeah. We're not there Watch. yet. If the Blood Raiders start collecting our corpses at the end, that's a bad sign. Yeah, Eve <laughs> Genesis is when Skynet comes out. Yeah, you know, you know, Sullen's in uh, in the chat now, and he said at the first summit, I told them, I want you to give me a PVE that's so fun, I don't care about the rewards. I literally want to fight them because it's fun to play. And this has been kind of this ongoing push pull over over PVE, right? What is PVE's purpose in this game? And it differs for so many people out there. For some, you know, for a lot of people, it is merely the means to another end, right? You use it in order to grind isk, in order to use that isk for something else. Um, for other people, though, it is they want an enjoyable PVE experience and the rewards are kind of secondary to having an enjoyable time. And quite frankly, that probably is the more important feature of PVE in this game is have an enjoyable time for some people for some be challenged. Some people are casual. They don't want to be challenged. No, and, 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 and that's true. And that's true. Right. Um, um but we have to balance kind of the you know, what I'll call the 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 boring, tedious um, grind just to get isk, let's say, um, you know, with also having something that can scale, that can react to you, that is not just go out and read a you know a, a report somebody wrote ten years ago now for how to run this mission. Um, you know, some people mm -hmm. want to have fun, so you know, there's room for both. But it, you know, it, it is You're right. ongoing discussion. And Carneros made a good point, and I think this is why he's pointing to this moment in EVE, that next week on the test center, we'll see this demonstrated for the first time with the Satoyo, uh, the defense of the Satoyo, and that's going to be you attacking a structure and the structure launching fighters to fight you. That's the first time this is going to be used. They're going to look at that and see how that works. Then in May, which is very soon, um, we're going to see... Uh, the actual deployment of this thing. Oh, my phone decided to talk. We're going to see. Basically, <laughs> That's not your phone. That was weird. That's I think the new I, enemy AI. That's the new AI. Yeah. The new AI took over my phone and started talking to me. I didn't know. Uh, but the, the, um, after it gets put out in May, then you're going to see this big, you know, demonstration of it. Then it's going to be used in small ways. And that means like, Use your imagination. Very small fights. Like we already have people who are, are, are NPCs that are mining systems that if you attack, they get reinforced with uh, their fighters. But also uh, literally you could end up with a situation where you have roaming parties through Nullsec that are real marauders that actually fight like players. So someone's going to get their ratting carrier dropped on by it's, blood feeders. It <laughs> might be a whole nother thing. Like the, if, if NPC, if, if um, non-player Com, uh, environment or whatever, um, non-player combat or the PVE environment comes alive like they suspect, the landscape's going to change dramatically, especially in NullSec. There won't be dead systems. Everything will be dangerous. It, it has the capability of doing it. I mean, you know, let's not yeah, get too, you know, too, too, too far over the tips of our skis here in, in, in kind of 
thinking about what could be right. It's possible. Um, we'll you know we'll hear more about it between now and and you know yeah. well, cer certainly with this new Blood Raider thing, but then also you know as it goes on and they start talking more about what you know some of these other changes are that are coming later in the year. No, Dirk. By the end of the year, this AI will be helping the U.S. government quietly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's uh, wrap up the show, guys. Um, I'll give you a chance to, you know, uh, have a, I don't know what the thing is. We'll call it shout outs, I guess. But if you want to say hello to people or if you want to talk about the last subject real quick, go ahead. Right. Um, I guess. Go ahead, Dirk. Well, yeah, yeah, because I just want to, I want to get this out there. Uh, in in an hour and 15 minutes, the the closing ceremonies um, for, for FanFest commence. And pretty much the only thing you really need to know about that, if you're not there, I guess, is that they will be announcing um, they will be announcing the dates for E Vegas. Yeah. Uh, and being a huge proponent of E Vegas, I just want to let people know that it's also when they typically uh, um, um, you know put the put the site live for being able to buy your early bird tickets and get things for uh, you, know, you know the hotel and things like that. Apparently this year they are also announcing the dates of the FanFest 2018. Now, usually they don't announce those dates until the closing ceremony of E-Vegas. But for some reason this year, they are apparently announcing it now. So I don't know why. Maybe there will be something there. But you may want to tune in to uh, CCP's Twitch stream in an hour and 15 minutes and, uh, and, and make sure you're up on that. Uh, Carneros, do you have anything? Yeah, oh, just a couple shout outs. Shout out to Sullen Decimus hanging there, brother. And that shout out to um, uh, old friend uh, Ono Noborax. Stay out of trouble, young man. Uh, all right, no no need to explain that. What about you, Drayden? Uh, I'm uh, just going to second the Vegas thing uh, that Dirk was saying, but also uh, we always do an open comm show at Vegas. So if you go to Vegas, uh, look for that if you like the open comm show. If you don't, you can just come there for the free Tito's because we, <laughs> we have that out there as well. But uh, yeah, come get drunk with us, and uh, we always do a live show there. Lady Scarlet, you're going to E-Vegas, right? We still, do we still have her? I assume she stepped away. <laughs> I think she is. Uh, I, I think we're planning she was, as, yeah. as a corporation to be there, so we will be there. Uh, she's already working on the new shirts. Of course she's going. <laughs> uh, Cutie, are you still here? Did you? Uh, I assume that she is oh, taking a call or something in real life. She said that might be uh, something that happens. But that's it for us. I want to uh, remind people that you uh, can help. Um, let me get my, to my notes here because I don't always remember this stuff. Patreon, Patreon. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff's coming up right here. Thank you very much uh, to Lady Scarlet uh, and to the panel for showing up today. And uh, thank you for watching in the crowd. And I wanted to say that uh, you can always support the podcast through Patreon, and that is Patreon slash Metarol. But also you can support the show with ISK. We're going to have a new segment called Ask the Professor next week, by the way, uh, with Seamus, who's joining the show. We're very happy to have him. He's from Eve University, knows everything. Uh, Apothony will continue with um, the doctrines that are out there, the doctrine explorations, and uh, Tiberius will be back to talk about meetups and stuff like that. So we're going to have those segments back next week. We um, lost great guys to, um, I wouldn't say lost, but for the show, we've lost great guys to FanFest. They're having a great time over there. Say hi to Apothony, uh, hi to Tiberius. Uh, we have uh, Caleb and Rivra out there too, uh, and a bunch of other people. 
uh, from TIS. All having a great time, and uh, we will see them next week. Um, and also, just a general note for everybody: support the you know people who bring you this kind of content by sending them some kind words uh, and uh, tipping and donating and subscribing and all that good stuff. Because uh, these guys all work hard and sacrifice a lot to bring you all this stuff, as you can see by last night's open comms. <laughs> Um, and again, if you want to work for INN, we're always looking for talented people. Uh, contact me. Uh, we need artists and writers and programmers and even administrative people. Uh, always looking for people like that. All right, guys. Thanks very much, Carneros, Dirk, Drayden, and Lady Scarlet. Thanks for being our guest. That's all for this week on Talking in the Stations. <laughs>